0: In Japan, it really took control of our church there, like everywhere else in America, and actually everywhere else in the world, probably. But we, um, we started doing all the different social distancing and so forth, and we got a thermometer, and when people walked in, we had to take their temperature and social tracing and so forth. So one day in Japan, I, uh, all the restaurants there, when you walk in, they take you that, that thermometer and they zap you and make sure you don't have a, te- a temperature. So one day, I was just, I brought my thermometer with me, and so I walked in that restaurant. She zapped me, and I zapped her, and she didn't know what to do, amen, you know? I didn't do that, but I thought about doing that, amen? You know what I'm saying? You know, getting zapped, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, I'm glad to see you all. It's good to be back in the house of God, and I tell you, uh, like, like the whole world, we had to cut church out for a while last year, but I tell you what, it was great to get back in church, and. Just to be around people. And I tell you, live stream and everything is a good, but nothing like being in the house of God. Amen. Being in church. And people go to the grocery stores. They go to the hospital still. And now during COVID, they can come back to church. Amen. You know, precautions and everything. Of course, I think it's all important and everything as far as that goes. But it's still good to be like in the house of God here in church today. And my wife, Tonda, uh, we've got five children, four boys and a little girl. The little girl, she's the youngest. And uh, I have a favorite daughter. Amen. Not a favorite child. Amen. You know, because you know how that goes. And then we've got, uh, my daughter is, uh, any day now, going to have our fourth grandchild. And, and then my other daughter-in-law, she's having, she expecting another one. So we have total of five this year. Maybe coming more. I don't even know. We'll find out and see. Because now that I'm on, I'm done, an empty nester, they can have all they want. Amen. And I encourage them to have all they want. Amen. You know, and so forth. So, but it is good to be here today, and thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Stephen, and 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 for had a good time yesterday, and just uh, restaurant and everything. We enjoyed that as well too. But um, all right, open your Bibles today to Matthew chapter 27 this morning. Matthew chapter 27. Is that me back on the wall back there? Wow, that's just that's different (laughs) to see myself. You know, and uh, and whoever put they put two clocks back there on the wall. Amen. That don't mean nothing to me at all, amen. But it's it's nice to have some clocks on the wall, we have to name amen, you know. And uh, so, what I was telling a couple years ago, we were on deputation as a missionary, went to this one church, and the pastor said, "Okay, I'm going to give you the pulpit, and you'd be done, and uh, by 7:30 or 8 o'clock, whatever he said." Well, he got done all the preliminaries at 7:23, and I had to be done at 7:30, amen. So we go home in the car, and my wife says, that's the best message I've ever heard you preach, amen? Do that again for us, amen, you know? And uh, so, I don't know about that, and you probably won't get that from me, amen? And uh, so, but uh, anyway, chapter number 27 of the book of Matthew, good to be here on Easter Sunday, and I agree with Brother Stephen what he said, resurrection day is every day, and that gives us the power to live for God, to put God first in our lives and so forth, and what a blessing on that as well, too, and... Chapter 27, I'm almost there. Look down in these wood, please. Chapter 27, verse number 39 in, your, in the text there. And I tell you what, I thank God for the Bible, amen? I thank God for the Word of God, and I'm glad that uh, it never has to be updated, amen? God's Word is good for all time, amen? I thank God for that, and uh, I'm glad that although you changed and I changed, the Bible don't change, and thank God God don't change, amen? And uh, that helps me out so much. Verse, verse 39, we're going to read there in verse number 39 down to 44. The Bible says here, And they passed by, and they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priest, mocking him, with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save, if he be the king of Israel, Let him now come down from the cross and we will believe he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. I'm going to preach today and teach this morning here out of this this chapter here and some other verses about several times the uh, the scribes and Pharisees and the crowd told Jesus to come down from the cross. And I'm going to look at some things several times where it's mentioned there, and gives us some uh, information here and, and to ponder. Each time they said, "Come down from the cross," it was. It's interesting that they they were attacking Jesus several different ways. And by the way, people are still attacking Jesus today, aren't they? They're um, they're mocking the Bible, they're mocking Jesus, and so forth. And uh, it's like you can say any other name in the public arena, but when you say Jesus, it it's just causes problems and say, forth. Well, you know. And uh, I tell you what, he don't cause problems, he solves problems, doesn't he? And I'm glad many years ago when I was 12 years old, I accepted Christ as my Savior in West Virginia. I was a bus kid, they came on the bus, and I'm so glad and so thankful that even though I have never met my earthly father, I never met my earthly father, I'm glad I met my heavenly father, amen? And that changed my life, I was adopted twice, I was adopted by, by my earthly father, but before uh, uh, after that right after that I got adopted by my earthly father I got adopted by my heavenly father amen and that was a sure blessing and changed my life radically in my heart that when I got saved and I thank God for Let's have a word of prayer heavenly father I do pray now as we come before you in prayer you'll help us now Lord to understand some things here from these texts that we're going to read this morning I pray you'll help us I pray we ask this now in Jesus name Lord and amen from the text that we read this morning here where we see they're mocking him and they were speaking reproachfully The Bible said they were wagging their heads. When they passed by, they were looking at the Lord with ridicule and disgust. And so here we're going to see here in uh, chapter number 27, look at verse number 40. And saying, Thou that destroys the temple and builds it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. It says here, uh, in this passage here, they attacked Jesus' sonship. They said, Come down from the cross. And uh, I tell you um, They said this if you'll come down off that cross right now, we will proclaim you we will believe in you and so forth And we will tell everybody if you uh, you'll be you're the son of God We'll we'll, we'll tell people you're the son of God if you'll come down off that cross and and so forth and In this kind of thing here. They wanted to see something miraculous and something spectacular And I tell you uh, it's not different nowadays. A lot of times when people go to church, they want to be entertained. And church is not meant for entertainment. Church is meant to come to hear the word of God and worship the Lord and learn from the Bible what the Bible says and so forth. Now, I enjoy coming to church, and all of us should enjoy coming to church, but it's not for entertainment purposes and so forth or, uh, or like going to a, uh, a, a production and so forth. And I, I've met all different kind of preachers, and so have you. I've met loud preachers. I've met soft-spoken preachers. I've met preachers that jump off the low-down platforms, and one guy jumped out the window and broke his leg. I don't know why he did that for, but that's what he did. Amen. I'm not going to do that. I don't grab all of the chandeliers and so forth, but I do believe in preaching the Word of God and teaching the Word of God. And I tell you, uh, when people are looking for the miraculous or the spectacular or some kind of emotional things, they may, that may stir them up a little bit. But you know what? It don't change people what, what you know i want people not only to be stirred when they hear the word of god i want them to be changed and that's what god did to me he came in my life and changed me you know and by the way you know what he's still changing me he's still more i don't no matter how old i'll be 57 this year no matter how old i've been saved since 1976 i always want to be a available in a vessel under his honor amen and i'm glad that song many years ago i learned He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be amen, you know And we all ought to be moldable and teachable. So with these people here they attacked Jesus' sonship They said come down off that cross Come down off that cross if you come down if you'll do something spectacular or miraculous and so forth and by the way you know something if you Have a ministry if you have a church philosophy that always has to have something spectacular or something going on that is amazing, whatever like that so forth. You know what you always got to come up with something new But you know something I learned if you'll just open up the Word of God and preach and teach the Bible There's nothing more powerful than this right here. Amen the power of God the Word of God and I tell you every I've preached all over the world and the gospel still works. Amen I thank God for the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. Amen. And so thank God for that. So here we see they, they attacked his sonship. All right. And by the way, they said, if thou be the son of God, you know what? He is already the son of God. It was declared that he was the son of God. Open your Bible to Luke chapter one, please. In your Bible, Luke chapter number one. Let me show you what it says here. This is what the Bible says here in Luke chapter number one. Look at verse number thirty five. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? The Son of God. Amen. He didn't have to prove he already was the Son of God. Amen. And so here they attacked his, you know, actually him staying on the cross proved he was the Son of God. Not coming off, not doing something, being on the cross because he was born to die for the whole world. Amen. So we see here first of all this crowd these people attacked his sonship I found this here out many years ago, and it helped me a lot To be the son of someone is to have their character and to be personally related to them in making this claim the Lord Jesus claimed not only an eternal relationship with God, but also equality with God Open this first about to John chapter 5. Let me show you what it says in John chapter 5 here In John chapter five, nowadays everyone uses their smartphones or their iPads. So I give the chapter, but not the verse until I get there. Amen. I try to beat them. there. We—I had a guy in Japan. He had his—he had his smartphone every week and so forth and everything. I think it was it was Ben, <clears throat> and so he said, "Preach! I'm going to beat you to those verses." So I got ahead of myself. I said, "No, Ben, you ain't going to beat me. I'll tell you the chapter and verse in the, in the uh, chapter in the Bible, the book of the Bible, but I ain't going to tell you the verse. That way I can beat you." Amen. All right, chapter number five of the book of John. Look at verse number 17. But Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto and I work. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. And so when it came down to it, they attacked his sonship. They said, hey, come off that cross and we'll believe you, whatever like that. And I'm glad he didn't come off the cross, aren't you? I mean, I'm glad his mind was made up. He was going to do what God wanted him to do. He had a mission to fulfill. I believe everyone down here on this earth has a mission and a calling to fulfill as a child of God. Amen. You know, and no matter how old you are, whether you're six years old or 85 years old, you can still do something for the Lord. Amen. I was uh, uh, I, at my last church. We had several people that were in their 1780s. How many folks are in their 80s here this morning? Several of you all, okay, amen. And you're still ticking, amen, you know. You probably still clean your house and get up in the morning, make breakfast and all those different things. Well, um, we had a guy, he was 74 years old, and he came to the church and he said, Preacher, I'm retired. He worked at the bowling alley for 40 years. I didn't know people worked at the bowling alley for 40 years, amen. But he did, amen. He said, I'm retired now, and I got a lot of time. And he said, Preacher, we got a lot of carpet in this church. And he said, would you mind if I vacuum? I said, no, I won't mind if you vacuum, amen? So we went to the closet over there and so forth, and I got me a permanent magic marker. And I said, Tommy, do you, want, do you want me to write Tommy on this or Tom? He said, put Brother Tommy on, amen? I said, this is your vacuum, and every Monday morning, still he's like 79 now, every Monday morning, most folks don't even know this, he comes in vacuums for a couple hours every Monday morning in vacuums. I said, now, Tommy, if this vacuum breaks, you fix it. If you need a new belt, whatever you need, it is your vacuum. Amen. So I'm just trying to say is, you know, and I, as, as we older we get and so forth, we can't do what we used to do, but you can still do something. Amen. You know. And so I, I think it's important that when we see here, these people attacked his sonship, and again, they were looking for some spectacular or something miraculous. All right. And I tell you what, I'm glad as a child, Jesus says, "Suffer the little children come unto me." I'm glad that when I was 12 years old, I knew that Jesus wanted to save me. I understood that. I didn't have something spectacular. I didn't have something miraculous. All I had was a wana teacher teaching the Bible lesson from the Bible, and I got saved, amen. And when I got saved, when I opened my heart, he came in, and I said, wow, what a difference it made. I mean, it was like a relief. At 12 years old, I just knew that he came in my life and took over, okay? And so I'm glad that it's as simple as, For a child to understand. Amen. Childlike faith. So we see here first of all. They said come down off that cross. And they attacked his sonship. Number two. Open your Bible to chapter number 15. Verse number 32 of the book of Mark. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. And look at verse number 32. Let Christ the king of Israel. Descend now. From the cross that we may see and believe. And, that we were, and they that were crucified with him reviled him. Now, not only did he attack his sonship, but now they attacked his kingship. They called him the king of Israel, but they didn't really mean it. Amen. You know, they attacked his kingship. You know, and we know from the Bible, he is the king of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. You know, and I tell you sometimes when things happen in this world that I don't understand or I don't agree with. Aren't you glad that we have a sovereign God? Aren't you glad that he's in control? I mean, sometimes if I didn't know that from the Bible, if I didn't know that God was in control, I could get disheartened. I could get discouraged. And sometimes we all do that way sometimes, what happens goes on. And sometimes when things happen that we don't understand what's going on, as a child of God, I know that he's in control. Amen. Uh, nothing ever takes God by surprise. And I'm thankful for that. Okay. So I can rest in him. I may not understand him, but I can sure trust him. One old preacher said this when you can't trace him you can still trust him. Amen, you know And I thank God when I can do that as far as when it comes to the Word of God So here we see they attacked his kingship. They said "If you come off that cross we will believe now by the way when they said they were The king of Israel they didn't want they didn't want someone to they didn't really want him to be king What they really wanted him to do was to take over and get rid of the Roman government You know back in those days they wanted to they wanted him to come and, and relieve them and set them free From the Reverend Roman government, but see the thing about it is when Jesus came he didn't come the first time to be a king He came the first time to be a lamb. Amen to be a sacrifice And by the way, Jesus could have set them free, but not the way they wanted to be They wanted to be free from Roman government tyranny and it was over But he wanted to come to set them free from their sins. Amen, you know, and I tell you uh, sometimes when um, you meet people and you talk to people and they come to church and they hear the gospel and about Jesus Christ dying on the cross and so forth. What a blessing it is. He, did all, he rose again the third day on Resurrection Sunday that we're here today. But I want to tell you something. Uh, I'm, if you've ever experienced the freedom that Jesus gives you from your sins, that, that, that changed my life. And not only that, because he gave me that peace and that freedom, I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. You know and when, when you get saved by the grace of God and he comes into your life You ought to be grateful and thankful for what he wants for what he did for you and that that reason alone For him saving you then he ought to be in control of your life Many folks want Jesus to be their Savior, but they don't want him to be their master Amen, and by the way, there's so much freedom when you let Jesus not only be your Savior But you let him be your master and tell you what to do. Oh no, one tell me what to do when I got saved I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do. And so God called me to be a missionary. I left the sea overseas, went overseas, and I was a missionary and so forth. And it was over 25 years serving the Lord. And what a blessing it was to see countless people saved and lives changed. I got people st- from 25, 30 years ago that God brought into my life that are still serving God today and, and living for the Lord. And I tell you, um, a lot of times uh, people want to compartmentalize God. Well, on church... I'll come to church on Sunday and I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll, I'll pay my dues kind of like. But, you know, Christianity is an everyday thing. Every day in your life, you ought to let God lead and guide you and direct you in your life. So here we see they not only attacked his sonship, but they attacked his kingship. All right. They attacked his kingship. OK. Um, and so many times I think that when it comes down here, they say come down off that cross they they are again they wanted to see something spectacular they wanted to see something that was just totally uh emote whatever and and they really didn't mean all these things and by the way i've learned too just because someone says something doesn't mean that they are that a lot of people say a lot of things you know and i tell you it's important that we have integrity that we are we we have character in our heart that when god says something do something you know uh, there's a book many years ago. It's called In His Step, In His Steps. And it was about a people that took a, a pledge to God that for one year, whatever God told them to do, they would do that, all right? And so I tell you, when you begin to say, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to choose? Uh, I have five children. Four of them are married. One of them is not. And I, I, I was involved with all four of my children that are married. I talked to all four of their Three of my boys married, and uh, so when I when they met their girlfriend or whatever, I would go down and sit down and talk with the, my son and the girlfriend. And I just wanted to ask them, hey, do you love Jesus? Amen. Do you love the Lord? Amen. And I said, do you love my son? You know, and when you marry my son, are you going to be deaf? Do you part? Amen. You know, and, uh, and so um, I was involved in that. Now, when they got the ring on, it's hard, but I had to step back. Amen. That is hard, isn't it? You know, because my four boys, I still remember them sometimes as six, seven, eight, nine years old, you know. But they're not anymore, amen. And sometimes they tell me that, amen, you know. and But I am the dad, amen. I am the dad. And they got to love the dad, amen, so whatever. So sometimes I get in trouble. Now, mom, she's just this mom, amen. But mom's just whatever. Yeah, but but my dad sometimes, I do still sometimes get my foot caught in my mouth, amen, you know. But they still love their dad, and I'm thankful for that, amen. So don't don't look for the spectacular the miraculous and so forth and 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 so when you come to church you come saying god speak to my heart god show me something today you know and i tell you when i come to church i expect god to do something i'm looking for him to do something you know and uh, and so as i pray and i preach and so forth i said god please work on people's hearts so i don't know what's going on in your life today and where you're at today and so forth but i want to tell you something Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. And he can help your life and help you what you're going through in your life and so forth. But these people here, this crowd here, they attacked his sonship. They attacked his kingship. Okay. And now look back over here in chapter number 27. And I want us to look in verse number 42 now. Chapter 27 of Matthew. Uh, look at chapter number 27. Look at verse number 42. Not only did they attack his sonship and his uh, kingship. Okay. Look, it says here, verse number 42. He saved others himself, and cannot save. If thou be the son of king, let him now come off the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Not only did they look down from his, uh, at the cross, and look, he, they asked him about his sonship, they asked about his kingship. Um, turn to another verse here, chapter, Mark, chapter number 15. I want to show you a couple more verses here before I get to this third point here. Mark chapter number 15 again. And look down there in verse number 30 uh, and 31. The Bible says here, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the cry, He saved others himself. He cannot save. Now we see not only that he attacked his sonship and his kingship, they attacked his lordship. Because Only the one that can save people is the Lord. Amen. So they attacked his lordship here and so many times uh, when it comes down to uh, All the different things in the world uh, And so forth all the different religions all the different founders The only one that can save is the Lord the Lord Jesus Christ And so we see here that these people these crowds that would come and look at the cross They attacked his sonship. They attacked his Kingship, and then we see here they attacked his lordship, okay Um, Turn over to Matthew chapter number nine Matthew chapter number nine And look at verse number one The Bible says here in chapter number nine verse number one and he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city And behold verse number two They brought to him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed and Jesus seeing their faith And said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore, think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine own house. And what a blessing he is here. Jesus saw the faith of these people that brought this man to Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, thy sins are forgiven thee. And everyone says, he's blaspheming. Only, only God, only the Lord can forgive sins. Only God can do that. And <clears throat> so Jesus said, okay, so, so you can know I'm who I say I am. I'm not only going to forgive your sins, but also, also I'm going to heal him. Okay. And by the way, I, I want to say, I'm glad that God's in the healing business. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? You know. Uh, and I, I, many years ago, and I'm sure maybe you've seen this or heard this, people, they they get up on a stage or a platform or a church and they slap somebody and they heal them and so forth. I say, if someone has the power of healing, let's go to the hospital and heal everybody, amen, you know, and I'm just, and and by the way, if someone slapped me that hard, I'd probably be healed too, wouldn't you, you know, Or, or get sick one or the other, you know. And so, but I, I, I do believe that God can heal everybody. Amen. I believe in the power of God and so forth. And I believe God chooses to do that. And God's sovereign. Sometimes I pray and, and I, I, as a pastor in Georgia, I've seen God heal some people. And I've seen God not heal some people. And I don't understand sometimes. But in the sovereignty of God, God knows best. Amen. Uh, I remember my boy Joel was real sick when he was younger. And uh, um, he got real sick and he got... Um, was it the spinal meningitis? I think it was. He got bit, bit, bit by, oh, no, Lyme, whatever, I, I can't remember, Lyme disease, whatever it was. And uh, he almost died from it, but God brought him back and so forth. And he's had no symptoms. It's just a blessing. Well, not too far away from me, two hours away from me. I didn't know this, but another missionary's son uh, got that and he passed away. And so this missionary reached out to me, and when we were going through that, and I had no idea what he had gone through. He didn't say. He just called and said, we're praying for you and your son and asking God to heal him. And then after my son got healed, I found out that the very dad that called me and said they were praying for my son to get healed, God chose to take his son home, you know. And, uh, and that just showed me a side of that sometimes what, what a graceful thing that man did, a merciful thing, a compassionate thing. He, even though he lost his son, he still reached out and prayed for my son and, and so I never forgot that it was a blessing on that and so again They they, they were attacking his lordship amen, and, and we see that time and time again Nowadays, and it's just like when you go into a public school or public arena Sometimes they can mention Muhammad Buddha Shinto, all these other things and not a thing is said But when you say that name Jesus Boy, everything comes unglued, amen, you know, because Jesus is that way. I mean, you either for him or against him, man. You can't walk the fence when it comes to Jesus, amen. And I'm glad many years ago I, I got on the winning side. I'm on his side, the Lord Jesus. So we see here they attacked his sonship, and, and I, I mean his lordship. And I also want to say this to you. Open your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Not only on, on this here on his lordship, they attack his lordship, but I want to show you a verse here too. Is that this is still true today No matter what people say and they want to try to change everything around uh, and so forth They want to try to um, make um, They want they, they're trying to say that all roads lead to heaven and you know what they don't in Germany A one-way street is called an Einbahnstrasse. It's a one way and there's only one way to heaven And that's through Jesus Christ. Amen. You know look at verse chapter 2 of 1st Timothy Verse number five, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Amen. He's the only way. All right. If you're going to go to heaven, you got to go through Jesus Christ, you know? And so these crowds of people uh, that were around the cross, they attacked his sonship. They attacked his kingship and they attacked his lordship. And they were all, and, and every time when you read these texts here, they were all three times they said, "Come down off that cross, come down off that cross." They would shout that and, "Come off that cross. If you say you you are, come off that cross. I just want to say right now, I'm glad he stayed on the cross, aren't you? I'm glad he stayed. He didn't listen to the crowd. And by the way, you and I would do well not to listen to the crowd today, amen? Because the crowd normally, do you know in the Bible, the children of Israel, Israel Where they they were in the minority all the time. But when you put God on your side, it tips the scale because you and God become the majority. Amen. So I've learned that sometimes if the majority say go this way, you might want to go the other way. Amen. (laughs) Okay. And so the crowd wanted him to come off that cross. But aren't you glad he stayed on that cross? Aren't you glad he fulfilled what God wanted him to do and everything? So now I want to kind of turn it around again on the other side here. Now, why did Jesus stay on that cross? Why did he do that? They wanted to come off the cross, but I want to turn it around a little bit. Turn turn over to the book of John, chapter number 10. I, I want to say this. Jesus, he stayed on the cross because he wanted to. Jesus, you know what? And this is the magnet power of the cross is this, is that Jesus of his own volition, of his own choosing, decided to come and be the Lamb of God. That's what, And that's, that makes me want to do for him because what he did for me. No one made him do that. He chose to do that. And by the way, no, one's have, no one, if you're a child of God, no one should have to make you serve God. You ought to want to serve God. If you don't want to serve God, something's wrong with your want to. Something's wrong with that because he of his own choosing did that. Chapter number 10 of the book of John. He stayed on the cross because he wanted to. Let me show you some verses here in John chapter number 10. Look at verse number 11, first of all, in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. You know, he gave his life. He, he chose to do that. Look at verse number 15, chapter number 10. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, he chooses to. Okay? And lastly here, verse number. look at verse number 18. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. You know, the world looks at Jesus As he lost, but you know, on the cross, he was in complete control. Complete control. He didn't give up. The devil didn't win and so forth because he was the Son of God. He was God incarnate. He was perfectly God and perfectly man. What a blessing that is, you know? So when it comes down to him on the cross, he stayed there because he wanted to. All right? And I'm glad that he did. Number two, not only he stayed there because he wanted to, he stayed there because he loves us. Look at John 15. They crowd said, come off that cross. But Jesus stayed on the cross. Look at John 15. Look at verse number 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for what? His friends. Wow, what a blessing that is. He laid down his life for his friends. And you know something I want to say when it comes to the resurrection and it comes to the, what Jesus did for us and the cross and everything. If you say you're saved, there should be nothing. There should be nothing that you should not be willing to do if Jesus asks you. Why? Because of what he did for you. And that, that's, what, that's what Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. It's the power, it's the magnet of the cross because why, when you realize that he did it because he wanted to, he did it because he loves you. And you know, he, the Bible says that God, Jesus died, he didn't die for the righteous, he died for the unrighteous. He was the just that died for the unjust. You know, and so he was perfect. There was He never sinned, he couldn't sin. You know, it's not, and some people say, well, he had a choice. No, he was God. And God can't sin, you know, when it comes down to this. So when it comes down to he stayed on that cross because he loves us. Now, what a blessing that is. And number three here, it said, look in your Bible to Hebrews chapter number 12. He not only stayed on the cross because he wanted to, he stayed because he loves us. Look at John, uh, Hebrews chapter number 12. chapter 12 of Hebrews, and this verse here, it's really, when you think about the cross and all that meant, and I don't know if you've ever really gone in detail, the look of what happened on that cross and so forth, and what he endured, and all the pain and the suffering. I think the greatest thing that he suffered, though, on the cross, although the, the physical torments and the, the beating and the bruising and the crown of thorns, I think all those things and the spear in his side, all those things that he went through on the cross. I think the greatest pain that he suffered is when he called out, "My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" And you say what do you mean preacher? I said because when, when God laid all the sin on of all the world on the sun and the clouds went dark, the sky went dark. Jesus said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God the Father turned his back on the Son because all the sin of all the world was placed on him. And I believe that that was the most excruciating pain he had because up until that time, the Father and the Son had never known, never experienced that. And so God the Father placed all the sin. So Jesus. When, he, when that, he had never known that kind of separation or that kind of loss of fellowship as far as that goes. And so all those things he went through on the cross, I do think that was one of the hardest things that he had to endure. But look at chapter number 12 of, of Hebrews and look at verse number 2. It says here, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured What? wow what do you mean the joy that was set before him and i think that you know and i i I could be wrong on this and but i do believe that jesus being god he looked beyond the cross and he could see all the people throughout the ages that would trust in him to be their savior and when he he saw that he was really willing to endure the cross and all that came with that in order to have down the road in 1976, a little country boy in West Virginia, you know, um, that would trust in him as his personal savior. And so that, that joy, um, you know, um, my daughter right now, she's 39 weeks and she's getting ready to have my fourth grandchild. Uh, it's going to be a boy and everything. Um, and she's going through a lot of pain right now. And uh, uh, she talks to her mama. She tells her all oh, she's going through. I just walk out of the room. I don't want to know all. All I want to see is the finished product. Amen. Amen. You know. Now I've been there in the room with my wife. Amen. Most of you men maybe did too. Amen. But I, we, we've been there. But I, That's my daughter. I just don't want to. You know, and my daughter-in-laws too. I say when they start talking about it, I said I just walk out of the room. I don't want to know about that. Just give me babies, amen. You say you know, you know, you know, and uh, but you know what? She's going through a lot of pain right now, but you know what? When that baby comes, what what normally happens when that baby comes? All that pain is subsided because of the joy of a baby, amen. You know, and uh, so and so I think that down the road, down through this situation here. Jesus endured the cross. So aren't you glad that he stayed on the cross? Aren't you glad he didn't listen to the crowd? Okay. And uh, I, I tell you, we as children of God, we've got the Bible to turn to. And, and I tell you, my, when I got saved and I gave my life to the Lord, the word of God has sustained me through all kinds of things. This, this, uh, this thing I have with COVID, man, I, I never experienced it before. But you know what I did? I opened my Bible, I read it every day, amen, I said, God, please help me to get better, amen, so, you know, and um, God, please take care of me, and I thank God, my wife, she'd bring my food to me, and she would get out of the room, amen, because I just, I didn't want, I, I didn't call nobody, I didn't talk, I was just reading my Bible and asking God to help me, because that, that thing really affected me in a lot of ways, amen. So you know, and uh, so, but now, my wife sometimes says, well, I wish you'd go back to that state, amen, you know, no, no, she she's, she don't wish that. But sometimes you know how it is. Sometimes you know, but uh, anyways, aren't you glad that Jesus stayed on the cross? Aren't you glad that He endured all that? And so, no matter where state of life you're in, where you're at, you know, is make sure that you're doing what Jesus wants you to do. Uh, and throughout my life, um, I try to. Now that I, once I got married, I try to please two people, the Lord. And my wife, because everybody else, when it comes down to it, you know, they've got his opinions. I think you should do that. I think you should do this, whatever. But I wanted to know what God wants me to do. And I hope and pray that everyone here this morning, if you're here this morning, you're listening via radio, you're on the live stream there, you're watching that, If you're there this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, what better day to get saved and trust him as your personal Savior than on Resurrection Day. Amen. And, and uh, so if you need help, by the way, hey, contact the church, whatever, send them an email, send them a text, amen, you know, you might even do WhatsApp. I didn't know what, what's, I thought WhatsApp was a joke, but it's not, it's an actual app. I didn't know all these things, you know, and, uh, but uh, I tell you, it's, it's important when it comes down to these different things, uh, when it comes down to the resurrection and the cross, let me encourage all of us to reevaluate ourselves and say, okay, I want Jesus to be king of my life I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life and I'm glad I'm so glad that I accepted the Son of God many years ago if that's been your story I pray that you will lay your heart afresh and anew and say God I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do you know and sometimes he might want you to change your life you know but I I've, I've, more than more than anything more than anything God may not call you to go overseas to be a missionary God may not call you to leave, leave Virginia, but you've got to be willing. That's the power of a Christian life is that you're willing to do whatever God wants you to do. And when you yield yourself to him, let him be in control. And by, by that I mean this. You're not the co-pilot, okay? You're the, let him be the pilot. Let, let him make the choices for you. you know, and I believe that after you get saved and after you trust in Jesus Christ, the next and most important thing is Is who are you going to marry? Who are you going to marry? Because that can really alter everything. Make sure, make sure that you you find someone that loves the Lord. Amen? You know, that's, and you don't want to, you don't want to, because I tell you, when I went through, I got one more child that's not married yet, and we're praying and all this stuff, but I tell you, you don't want someone to not go to church and say, well, if you marry me, I'll go to church every week. They don't, don't work that way. If they ain't doing it now, they ain't going to do it later. Amen. That's why you got to be careful on that. So and, and then once you, hey, just let him guide your life. And, and I tell you, the power of the cross and the power of his choosing, his own volition, it should impact us to be willing to do whatever God wants us to do in our lives. So come off that cross. Aren't you glad that he did? not Amen. All right. Well, we're going to uh, just. Just. Uh, uh, close in prayer here now and uh, get ready for the morning worship service and so forth. Um, but um, let me encourage all of you to uh, uh, always be willing to do what God wants you to do. Amen. And uh, many years ago, there's a there's a ch- chapter in the Bible where it says, he's the potter and I'm the clay. Amen. And aren't you glad he didn't throw the clay away? Aren't you glad that he's still works things out he might he may have to make it all over again, but that's what the potter does Amen, let's have a word of prayer and ask God to give us a good service And thank you so much for your attention this morning heavenly Father We come before your prayer I want to thank you now for this time you give us Lord to look at this uh, scriptures today about how the crowd three or four different times asked Jesus to come off the cross And I'm for one. I'm so thankful Jesus that you stayed on the cross and thank you for Of your own choosing of your own volition for the joy that was set before you lord knowing that because you did what the father Asked of you to do because you did that father. We have the opportunity to be saved today I do pray if someone's listening to me radio or live stream and they're out there. and They don't know uh, Lord their assurance of salvation. They don't know for sure where they would spend eternity I prayed today that they would make that today. That I pray that they would reach out to somebody and give their heart to Jesus. I pray for every Christian today on Easter Sunday that they would also say, Lord, afresh and anew, I want to do whatever you want me to do. I'll go, I'll be whatever you want me to do, because that's where the power comes in. The willingness to serve the Lord, and willing to go wherever you'd have us to go. Thank you for all you do for us. We pray this now in Jesus' name, Lord. And amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.